podcast. Episode 141. Hello and welcome to this exploration of Shakespeare's Hamlet with me, your host, Connor Hanverty. At the end of last week's episode, we had Laertes agreeing to listen to Claudius's suggestions, provided that the king's plan of action wouldn't be to deprive Laertes of his revenge. He says, I'm my lord, so you will not o'errule me to a peace. Claudius twists his words in his response. To thine own peace. If he be now returned, as checking at his voyage, and that he means no more to undertake it, I will work him to an exploit now ripe in my device, under the which he shall not choose but fall. And for his death no wind of blame shall breathe, but even his mother shall uncharge the practice and call it accident. Claudius is getting ever more villainous as the scene proceeds. He's insisting that the only peace that this plan will give Laertes is his own peace, peace of mind, the peace of having achieved his revenge. Although the peace he actually will receive will be rather more eternal. If Hamlet is back, and by the looks of things he has abandoned his voyage to England and has no further plans to go there, Claudius has a foolproof plan to trap him. Claudius suggests that Hamlet is checking at his voyage. This is the language of hunting and falconry, which we haven't heard for quite some time. Here the image is of a hawk that is diverted from its prey, checking it. Ironically, Hamlet is the hunted party here, rather than the hunter or the hawk, but the image, even the way it's twisted, is quite interesting. Since Hamlet is no longer bound for England, Claudius has a backup plan. Indeed, he's already laid some of the groundwork. He says it is ripe in his device. It's ready to go, and presumably has been for quite some time. Claudius says he will work Hamlet to an exploit, under the which he shall not choose but fall. It's a trap, and Hamlet will have no way of escaping it. Better yet, for his death no wind of blame shall breathe. It won't look like a murder, and there'll be nobody to blame for it. Even his mother shall uncharge the practice and call it accident. This plot is seemingly so clever that even Gertrude won't be able to see how they do it and uncharge the practice. It'll all look like an accident, no matter how much she tries to unpack it. Laertes is delighted at this prospect. He says, My lord, I will be ruled. The rather, if you could devise it so that I might be the organ. He agrees to participate in this scheme. Again, we have the word ruled, neatly tying up the idea. He will be ruled by Claudius and take part. But he's wondering what his part might be if the plot is already underway. He actually asks if he can participate. He would prefer it if Claudius could devise it so that Laertes might be the organ. Laertes wants to be the one that kills Hamlet in this plan, the organ of revenge and of Claudius's bidding. We get yet another shared line here, as Claudius chimes in to complete the pentameter. Laertes has said that I might be the organ, and Claudius takes over. It falls right. That I might be the organ, it falls right. You have been talked of since your travel much, and that in Hamlet's hearing, for a quality wherein they say you shine. 
your sum of parts did not together pluck such envy from him as did that one, and that, in my regard, of the unworthiest siege. Claudius is so good at manipulation when he needs to be, now he's slowly, carefully flattering Laertes. He explains that while he's been away in Paris, Laertes' name has come up in conversation many times, often in Hamlet's hearing too, as an expert with a particular skill or quality. You have been talked of since your travel much, and that in Hamlet's hearing, for a quality wherein they say you shine. Claudius is sowing little seeds of jealousy and competition. He hints that this one quality made Hamlet more jealous than everything else about Laertes put together. Your sum of parts did not together pluck such envy from him as did that one, and that, in my regard, of the unworthiest siege. Not only that, Claudius doesn't even think that this one particular skill is Laertes' strongest attribute. He feels it's hardly worthy of Hamlet's envy at all. Shakespeare is building up the excitement and the collusion between the two men by having them share so many lines within this scene, and we get another one now, as Laertes eagerly asks, What part is that, my lord? Of the unworthiest siege, what part is that, my lord? You can hear how there's two sheepish extra syllables there as Claudius perhaps gives Laertes a look, as if to say, calm down, I'll tell you. Of the unworthiest siege, what part of that would be the neater way to end the line, but the extra two, my lord, just make Laertes look a little sheepish in his enthusiasm. So what skill might it be that Hamlet so envies? We haven't had a real cliffhanger ending for quite some time, but I'm going to leave it there and save the answer for the next episode. Of course, if you know the play, you'll have no trouble guessing, but have a think about what great skill Laertes might possess. In the meantime, thank you as always for tuning in, and thank you too for your emails and for sharing the podcast in your own networks. It's really lovely hearing from you, and I appreciate your company. I hope you're doing well wherever you are in the world, and I'll speak to you next time.